Hi, if this is the first time you're listening to the Advisors Assemble podcast, then I think you should listen to a different episode. Episode 194 is a really great introduction to lead generation for financial services. For everyone else, let's crack on. Hello and welcome back to the Advisors Assemble podcast special episode this week um, because it's a recording from a some public speaking that I did this week. Well, as I recorded this week, but last week for you. So I did a presentation at the HLP annual conference and it was a pretty huge moment for me actually because I do remember, well, one of the reasons for setting up the podcast where we did 2018, it we, we, I started recording, I think I recorded the first episode, 2018. So we are talking five years ago, if my maths is right. Um, sort of four, yeah, almost. Yeah, wow. So a long time, either way. And one of the reasons I wanted to do it was, obviously, there was there was a lot of reasons. One of the reasons why I wanted to be recognized by the networks, you know, selfishly. And one of the goals that I had written down was to be invited to speak at a network conference. Now, I've never asked for this. One rule, I think, of having goals is you should actually do something about it and ask for it. I was kind of waiting to be, I wanted to be invited for, you know, recognition's sake. And um, not really to like sort of do something sales it was just kind of like that that they they thought that i could add value and that we were uh, worthy of being there so it was you know when i got the invite um from ken who's their head of marketing at hlp as well not we don't have like loads of clients in hlp either and i know they did their sort of due diligence as well so they um ken was like saying he asked brokers proper went into it so yeah really proud humbled to be there and wanted to make sure that I delivered as well because you know secretly want to be invited every year um so I really wanted to make sure I gave enough value so um I'll play the recording in a sec and you I'll stop waffling um I recorded it on my phone without like a microphone so if the audio quality is not amazing that is why and um I wanted to make sure that I gave some really sort of valuable insights obviously but some things that they could take away and do themselves they're not necessarily like oh you know if you have one of these websites that are made by the lead engine everything will be amazing i wanted to go through and break it down step by step of sort of why we do what we do how we do it what impact it has had and the thought behind some of the things and it's i kind of started off by talking about like one of the um you know why i spotted this opportunity why don't sell leads why don't have a website that just sells leads because it might be easy well it would be easier to have one website when i we just sell the leads off them you know like you know there are people in the market that do that that would be a lot easier than managing all the sites that we do so that first encounter with a lead generation website which wasn't great and then sort of go on uh, and and talk through my first one of my first clients pretty much the first client the, one of the biggest first ones where there was like load of budget and there was so much pressure on making that work I don't go into it in the talk but I had turned down quite a big um, salaried job I was doing a contract job 
uh, a Thomas Cook, um, which wouldn't be great now because they sort of don't exist. But I got offered like a really decent or very decent salary job there. And I was like, no, I'm going to do. And I had the kind of the opportunities to do this sort of freelance contract thing with a financial services company. So there was a lot riding on it. And uh, so, and there was a lot, massive budget. So we were spending like uh, the budget of that client was like 50 grand a month on ads, had to make it work. And there was like a call center of people. So I went to town on like really finding out what changes I would need to make to their website, ads and everything like that. So it kind of break this down and um, provide some proof on the benefits of it as well. So I have waffled for long enough. Um, I'm really sort of um, proud to be there. Probably not as proud of the talk. Do you know what? I haven't um, recorded the intro. I haven't listened to it back. I do remember stumbling on one part. I'm not sure if Tess will edit it out for me. I do remember getting a little bit stuck on one bit. Whether that comes across, I don't know. Um, but also, bearing in mind, um, I haven't done, I've done two public speaking gigs since COVID. And they were very, uh, they were audiences of like 20. Um, and there were people that I knew, all of them knew me already. Whereas I'm going into um, a network where I've got, I think, what, one to two clients, a couple of people that know me. I don't know anyone there. Um, they'll probably be like, who's this dude? And I haven't spoke to that many people. It's a massive room full of people. Um, so I was, yeah, not going to lie, a bit nervous. Um, but here it is. This was my talk recorded on my phone from HLP conference in November 2023, basically outlining the changes you need to make to your website, what should be on your website if you want to generate leads and don't go straight into thinking about running ads or doing SEO, which is the biggest mistake that I think people make. So um, enjoy and um, I will uh, I'll leave you with it. Cheers. Thanks very much. So um, I realized that some of you guys had a bit of a problem um, when I kind of experienced it myself, kind of as a consumer. So I just want to take you back 10, well, almost 10 years, about a decade ago. Um, I remember it vividly because that Malaysian airplane kind of took off and was hidden forever. And one of my favorite films came out, The First Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, so my mum called me, which is a bit of a theme today, apparently. Um, and she was a bit panicky, and she kind of said, Alex, how can I stop... Um, this website calling my phone and I said well just like block the number and she said well the problem is it's like lots of people lots of different companies lots of mortgage companies like ringing me on some sort of lease um, and I don't know what to do and I said well you've obviously done something and she said well I've been on this website but I need to get some money out of our home I need 40 grand and I wanted to see like, how much it would cost if we got it and remortgaged and she said well I did a Google search, I found a website and it said it will give me the best remortgage rates. It will tell me kind of what I can do and calculate how much it's going to cost. And when I put my details in, my phone keeps ringing. There's, I've had seven missed calls, seven voicemails from seven different mortgage companies. And I said, well, you must have done, you must have been on other, other websites, which is Adam, which is the one. And so I said, send me the link and I'll work it out. 
And um, I did the same thing. I put my details in, I put my phone number in. And um, the website kind of looked legit, it looked quite polished and everything. And it said it would give me the best mortgage rates of calculated everything for me. And um, the same thing happened to me. My phone was like blown up, seven missed calls, seven voicemails from seven uh, mortgage brokers. And I thought that this can't be good for anyone. It's not good for like the blood of the month. It's not good for mortgage brokers. So I looked up who owns the website. So you can kind of find out who owns the domain and look the guy up. And I was trying to set up my own business at this time. So I've been building websites since about 2004. And I wanted to go out on my own. I thought, well, I'll sneakily try and pitch some people who could do better. Um, so I, I ended up speaking to the guy and he said, oh, great timing, Alex, because we want to do something different. We wanna, we're getting complaints from mortgage brokers that no one's answering the phone. Um, and we're going to set up this new website. It's going to be really, really good. So I'll send you the brief over. And I still can't believe what he sent me. I don't think you're going to believe in it. But what he wanted to do was set up a government-esque website with a coat of arms logo with a .org domain to convince more people that it's legit to answer the phone. And I was like, dude, that's not what I meant by making it better. That's, that's going to make it worse. That's ridiculous. Um, so pretty much from then on, I was like thinking, why isn't anyone trying to get people like my mum in front of people like you directly without a cowboy website in the middle? So for the last sort of almost 10 years, that's what I've been working on what I want to talk to you about today. But it's not that simple because there are some websites that can launch and will get loads of leads without trying organically. And there are others that will just not get any or they'll maybe get like one or two a month or anything. <coughs> the same websites that get loads of organic uh, leads through without trying, they can also advertise and get leads for much less than they're buying them. Whereas the other ones that aren't getting any leads, it's more expensive to them. And also, to make matters worse or better, depending on which website you have, they, the website that's getting loads of organic leads can advertise in places like Google, get them in cheaper than buying them, or to get a really high contact rate. And they're converting those leads into business at a much higher rate than the other ones. So I want to talk about the difference between the two. And I was trying to think of like an analogy of how to kind of explain it. And luckily there was some really big, well, or, or depends how you see it, some really big news like this time last year for me. Hopefully you guys will resonate with it. So, shock horror, bounty bars banished because 39% of people don't like them. I've done this a few times and apparently some people do, but I find that they're pretty horrific. So I've got my, oh no, wrong one. I've got my celebrations box from this time last year. And what is left is basically that because they are horrific. Um, so like, how does this kind of relate to websites? So I think leads are like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. If you're buying leads from someone else, you're kind of fishing in a pot where there are some good ones. There is like a Malteser in there or two, but there's a lot of bounties. You're not in control of what you're going to get. Whereas if you generate your own, you've got access to everybody. You've got guest listing 
four leads out there, but there are some Maltesers and lots of them. So I want to talk about how we can kind of make it so that you can get access to the better quality leads. So the reality is, it's not you doing the choosing. The customer, the client, the consumer, they are in control. They are the one choosing. In fact, this is all of your websites in here, and some of you, unfortunately, have got a bounty wrapper on your website, and that's why it's not working. So today is how do people choose an advisor? How do they decide if yours is a bounty or if it's not user? And how can we use that information to generate leads? So by the end of today, you will know exactly what you can put and change on your website to take the bounty wrapper off and put the Maltese one off. So back to 2014, um, I did set up my own business. I started freelancing as a contractor, and luckily there was quite a big business in my city, Peterborough, and they had like a call centre, it was a really big business. They grew really well through uh, referrals, but they were spending an absolute fortune buying really bad leads. So basically the brief for me was to go in and the guy said, listen to these calls, these are great. These are the referrals that we get from our clients, they're amazing. We convert most of them and our advisors love them. And listen to these calls, the ones, the leads that we buy, they're terrible, they're awful. We want more of those, can you get our website doing that? So I thought the best idea was to really study those calls and listen to like, what was it about the referrals so the good calls, there were three things that every single person said on those good calls. And they were always calling in rather than the advisor calling out. And the first thing was, hi, my name is, whatever their name was, and can I speak to this advisor? My friend said to talk to them about whatever it was. The second thing they all said was, I'm not sure you can help me, but... And the third thing was, sorry, I don't really know much about mortgages, and I went into it. So I thought those three things were really interesting. There was a pattern across every one of those calls. There must be something in there. So the first thing that I realised was the only reason, the main reason they were calling, was because their friend had a good experience. If their friend didn't have a good experience, the call would never have happened in the first place. So I noted that down. The second was they always asked for an advisor. They never mentioned the company name at all. It was always about the advisor. And they always had a specific problem. So even the vanilla cases were not familiar. There was always something from the customer's perspective, the client's perspective, there was always something specific about it. And even though their friends got help, they were still kind of unsure. Everyone's default position was that I can't get a mortgage. And they felt very awkward by their lack of knowledge and they apologised for it. And you could hear them kind of ease into the call when the advisor was advising but not selling. So even though they've made that really good experience, they kind of felt, oh, is this going to be some sort of sales pitch? So I had my sort of six notes of things that were this pattern, and it was still a bit of a mess, and I needed to kind of put it all together. So the thing that triggered the call was that their friend had a good experience. If someone's going to your website, we're not good enough yet to know who their friends are if they work with you, but we can show them that you have worked with lots of other people before and they're really happy. So you'll probably think when you go on Amazon, you buy an for five pounds, still going to check the reviews. Nobody wants to be the first person to report the service or the product. Um, we found that Google and Trustpilot to be the most effective. So having these widgets on your website will have a huge impact. 
um, and they can go on the website like this. If you have not got any reviews yet, um, I wouldn't show the number of reviews unless you've got over 25. You probably won't see the impact until you've got over 50. Uh, but once you do, um, that is more important than your logo. So I would have that right at the top, right the, the most thing you want them to see straight away. Um, we've got some clients from FIFO, which is okay. Um, but things like Vouch for the other industry ones, um, the clients have never heard of them before, which is found at Google, Trustfire, and much more impact than anything else. Just to prove this, we did a uh, Google reviews experiment. So we had 500 users. We sent them to two different pages for the same client, exactly the same brand, exactly the same page. The only difference was that one of the versions of the page had that Google reviews widget on it, and the other one had text, testimonials, just saying you know, what the review was. Uh, this got picked up by the uh, we sent to a financial reporter, um, and the results were that the page with the Google reviews widget on, remembering everything else was the same. There were 48 leads from 250 users, whereas one with text testimony without the Google reviews, same business, same brand, um, got eight leads. So a massive difference just from having one thing on there. If we go back to those video calls, um, they always ask for an advisor, and the company was never even mentioned. So I knew that advisor was important, that people buy from people. So featuring the people that we're going to work with, I thought we could have a really big impact. So started interviewing the advisors to create content. Um, and if you don't do that, at the very least, you know, just to see who we're going to work with makes a huge, huge difference. So we did a Google Ads experiment to prove this, and we spent £640 over 10 days through uh, two, same client, two different pages. One of them had the advisor's face, and then audio player. So this was for people searching for a mortgage broker. So I don't know what product they're after, but we're just looking for a broker. So one page has um, the face, a bit like I'm going to show you the second page with an audio player, the clients talking about how they help people. The other page was just text and stock images, but the text is exactly the same. So we've got the same amount of clicks because the ad from Google was pretty much the same. Um, and the big difference was the page on didn't feature the advisor's face in the audio player. We only got seven leads, that's a four five pounds five five pence each. And the page with the advisor's face on it, and the audio player that can hear the advisor get to know them and how they work, um, got 18 leads for 17 pounds and 88 pence. Same round, same business, two very similar pages, one very big difference, massive difference in cost per lead. The big pushback that I get is like, oh, people are interested in our team, are interested in our advisors, they, they just care about uh, mortgage. Um, so I just want you to do something for a second for me, it's going to be a bit weird, but can you close your eyes and just imagine that you're scanning through your about page on your website just for a moment for me? So just do that in your mind. Is that long enough? Well, awkwardly long from up there. That was 15 seconds, which in website world is a massive amount of time. So 15 seconds looking at one page feels like quite a long time. So one of our bounce pages with the advisors on the basis, you can see the return, uh, 420 users spending on average one minute and 49 seconds just on the about page. There's another one here, over a thousand users, over one minute and 14 seconds on average each. Another one here, uh, 610 users, a 
own lunch one minute on average each because they are interested in your people and who they're going to work with. So if we go back to the calls again, the really good one, they all had a really specific problem. It was never just, I need to remortgage or I'm a first time buyer. Or whatever. So a couple of examples here. So um, once uh, self-employed applicant won PAYE, uh, there's subcontractors that pay through the construction industry scheme, farm conversions. So the great thing about auditing is there's so many kind of niches, if you like, so many different problems, unique situations around income, property types, uh, etc. So if we create pages and content specific to that problem, if we know they're looking for that problem, if we take the time to create specific answers, then we should be able to generate more leads. So we did a Google Ads experiment, which made 721,000 over 10 days. We had a mortgage broker page, so the page we used earlier, where it had the mortgage broker space, and we were talking about how we worked in sort of gener generality, so sort of generic, this is how we help people. And then we had another page with uh, the same brand, but they were talking about a specific problem, it's like a self-employed um, thing from memory. Um, we spent, uh, the ads were different as well, and the ad was generic mortgage, and the other one was specific. We couldn't spend enough on the generic advert because they had a specific problem, they were looking for a specific solution. So we spent 7.4, no leads on the generic one, and we spent the, the remainder £647.78, and we got 68 leads for less than £10 because we went to the effort to go through their exact problem. Another reason to create specific content if cheaper leads wasn't good enough, uh, and we go back to those good causes that even though their friends got help, they weren't 100% sure that they could be helped. So we're not going to default position and probably no, that's why they probably feel like they can't get a mortgage or they can't. Yeah, what's possible. Um, so explaining what is possible will help you generate more leads. The problem is, the pushback that I get is when people don't have time to read content, when you've got these seconds, you know, um, people aren't going to read this content, so I'm not going to bother doing it. So if we think how awkward and long that 15 seconds was, we look at a page here around first time buyers, it's going to be 5,000 visitors spent on average four minutes and six seconds each reading that content because they do have time when it comes to their mortgage. They do want to know what's possible. Uh, got a joint mortgage once I've enjoyed it. Uh, over 1,000 users spent three to three and a half minutes on average each because they wanted to know what was possible. And uh, someone here buying a sale property at the same time, everything you need to know on average eight minutes and 33 seconds for just under 800 users on average because they want to know what's possible. We go back to these really good calls. They felt awkward by their lack of knowledge and they apologized for it. So, another reason to try and educate people as much as possible and using your advisors and them to see and hear from them. And Another thing that I noticed from that call is they all felt comforted that the advisor was explaining and not selling. So another reason to create content to help explain and not sell what you guys do. Should I fix my mortgage page on average? Five minutes, 43 seconds before reading that content. Uh, that's over 1,400 users. Product transfer, pretty simple. Um, product transfer page, five minutes and seven seconds because they wanted to understand what was possible. That's over 300 users. <laughs> And a limited company director page three minutes and 39 seconds. There's 5,000 people going three minutes and 39 seconds because they do have time to read content, they do want to know what's possible. So, what I think your website should be 
if you want to be one of those websites that can generate leads, is simply have pages with advisors talking about specific problems and backing that up with reviews, and then your website will be a Malteser rather than a bounty. I think the problem is a lot of people dive into getting the traffic first because they're looking at running ads or doing SEO without doing that first. That is the biggest problem that everybody uh, makes. So don't think about that. Don't think about social media or getting stuff out there just yet. Think about getting your house in order, getting some pages together with your advisors with specific problems that you want to help solve uh, and then start running some ads and looking at that. And then just remember how good referrals are. So we're just trying to replicate how good those referrals are rather than just saying, I'm a mortgage broker, I've got access to dozens of vendors and that's it. It's not good enough. You need to put some effort into convincing people that you are the right people to work with. So if you are powering growth um, after today, what is it that you're going to do? Are you going to buy leads or are you going to show people how good you are? Thanks very much. Thank you.